Hello, homeschool friends, and welcome. This is episode seven of the Homeschool High School podcast from SevenSistersHomeschool.com, brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. I am your host, Sabrina Justison. And Vicki Tillman. And we are happy to be with you today to talk about all things homeschool, high school. The teen years really can be the best years. Isn't that right? It's the best years yet. The very best years of homeschooling. And you don't need to be afraid of it or intimidated by it. You need to plan for it, make it challenging, but also expect to have a lot of fun. Indeed. And eventually those teens grow up and then life is still lots of fun having adult children. And one of Vicky's adult children has been doing something really fun lately. So I want to invite you into some of that fun. My oldest son, Micah, is a PhD in philosophy, and he recently started a podcast himself, just like our podcast, the Homeschool High School podcast that you're listening to. His is Top 40 Philosophy, where he takes top 40 songs over time and does philosophy with them. That may sound intimidating, but it's lots of fun. And especially for homeschool high schoolers who might be the deep thinking, questioning kind, or parents who just need to have a good giggle, go over Micah is one of the funniest people to listen to. I love to listen to Micah, and he makes me laugh. And he also makes me think really profound things. But his top 40 philosophy is really innovative. I don't think there's anybody else out there examining the philosophical underpinnings of top 40 music. So he does existential crises, backmasking, and top 40 songs all (laughs) in one goofy podcast. So go over to iTunes and look him up. Very good. Now, how did Micah get to this point in his life? How did he end up with a PhD in philosophy when he was homeschooled, of all things. Sounds like a great segue. He had a great transcript when he left high school and went to college. Got him into a college that was a good fit for him with great mentors at the college. So how about we talk about what makes a great transcript? I think that's a wonderful idea. There is a perfect cookie cutter answer to this, right? So you're going to tell us exactly (laughs) what every single homeschooler should do To make a perfect transcript. Indeed. Actually, no. No? No, because there's not one right way to homeschool high school. Is that because there's not one type of student who is in high school homeschooling? Do you mean in our 30-something kids? There's diversity? They're amazing. (laughs) That's probably the first step toward having a strong transcript, right? Is to recognize that your kid is your kid. He's not anyone else. He's the only one of him, or she is the only one of her. And so you start with recognizing the unique, wonderful child that God's given you with strengths and weaknesses and interests and passions and struggles. And then what? And then you put it all into a cookie cutter box for the transcript. Because in order to graduate and to be college attractive for those who are headed for college, they need four kinds of courses to be listed on their transcript. Okay, so in order to take the unique life experience of high school and put it into the cookie cutter that can be understood by college admissions officers, 
The transcript includes four particular types of courses. So what are they? So the first kind of course is the core course, which is language arts and mathematics, social studies, science, and world languages. Okay, so five types of core courses. Now what language arts is broken into... Oh, that's such Multiple a big pieces. one. Yeah, and we'll have to do a whole podcast on that. But All right. you can always visit sevensistershomeschool.com and read posts while you're waiting. There we go. Blog posts abounding at Seven Sisters. So reading and writing and lots of other stuff, like okay. speech. All right. Very good. So language arts, mathematics, science, social studies, and world languages. Yeah, so that's the, the core. core. And everyone has to have those on their transcript in order to graduate. Okay. And then beyond the core courses, we look for what? Then there are various state requirements. So every state has its own kind of requirements that they add on to the core courses. So like in our area, our kids have to have financial literacy okay. on their transcript. And uh, so that can be as simple as consumer math, just the basic, can you balance a checkbook? Or it can be rich and intense and good life prep like financial literacy courses. Which, by the way, we have a tremendous resource if you are looking for a rich financial literacy course. Our sister, Sarah, one of the six sisters at Seven Sisters, because remember, you are the seventh sister when you come to our house. But our sister, Sarah, over a number of years, developed a really rich financial literacy curriculum. And it's been one of our kids' most useful courses. Great life prep far beyond consumer math and far beyond um, what a lot of the sort of, how do I want to say this? There are really wonderful stewardship materials out there for um, Christian young people to help ground them in what the Word of God says about our finances. But Sarah's book does a masterful job of bringing together the practical, concrete, number-based skills, weaving the biblical stewardship throughout it, and then also playing out real-life scenarios. Yeah. So when they are talking about this stuff, they are coming to understand the different types of insurance that they should consider and compare before purchasing insurance. And She actually has them go on the internet yes. and do research and projects, and it's just so, like, prep for life stuff. Right. And it's interactive. It does um, have them using the internet a lot. And so we update those links regularly. About every six months, Sarah goes through because that's how the internet is. Links just stop working after a so time think, and yep. sites disappear and such. And um, so when you, are, when you are someone who has purchased her financial literacy curriculum, she continues to look out for you and your family in the future and updates those links to keep it all current. So consider that. So other state requirements will vary state to state, like phys ed. Some states are one credit. Some are two, and it's amazing if you go for the higher, like two, your kids tend to function better because they're moving their bodies more. How about that? Yeah, and health credits and the number of fine arts credits will vary state to state. So how do you find out what the requirements are for the state in which you live? My favorite resource for that is Homeschool Legal Defense. That would be hslda.org. 
or com or something. I think it's org. Yeah. HSLDA. It's there. And if you're not a member, you should. We're not affiliates. We just believe in what they do. That is correct. This was not a sponsored spot. We just think that Homeschool Legal Defense is doing wonderful work. So another kind of credit is pure electives. Those are credits that add the sparkle to a transcript and really show who your student is to college admissions officers and it makes high school fun. So throw some examples of electives out there. So like my kids, when they met their basic fine arts credits, um, some of them were really into the arts. And so like my daughter did lots of extra electives in photography. One of my sons did extra electives in cinematography. One did a lot in music. How about your kids? Oh my, um, I had one who was an animal nut, and so we, we added on um, animal science stuff and volunteering and hands-on kind of career exploration woven into. It was, it was all kind of a mishmash for her. Um, lots of music. Mm -hmm. um, additional writing things that were more just delight-directed for my one kid who loved to write. So beyond what he needed to do for language arts, then um, we did screenwriting, and um, that then got recorded as an additional elective. Um, golly. You can do all kinds uh, of, all like, kinds whatever of interests. I had one, one of my kids into history, so he did extra specialty um, history and social studies kind of electives. So that's, it's just building an interest, and it really helps show who they are on a transcript. And then the last kind of course that's needed on the transcript is career exploration. And some states actually require the category career exploration. And some it's just more adding on to the electives that you're doing. But a, a good just exploring themselves career exploration course is one way to do that. Um, if you have a kid who is a very textbooky kind of kid, how do you approach career exploration? I have seen kids over the years, especially in our community, who were very color inside the lines people mm -hmm. and who would say, okay, I don't know what to do for career exploration. I, I know what I'm good at and it, that's all in school, but what, what do I have to do for career exploration? How can you sort of crystallize the process for a kid who wants step by step by step? I think this is a good segue to an advertisement. Why not? We also have available a really unique career exploration resource, and I'm going to ask Vicki to tell you a little bit about it because it is her course, and it is probably one of our most popular resources in our ebook store. It is also probably one of the most versatile tools I have ever seen that also goes step by step. It is completely adaptable to however you want to use it, but for kids who really need that step-by-step, -step, it has that component to it as well. So tell us a little bit about it. So it's our Career Exploration Bundle, which is a, an accumulation of all the homeschool career exploration resources that we have. And at the basic root of it is our workbook on career exploration that I developed actually when I was working on my master's degree. 
um, and I had to have a target population and being in college as a homeschool mom uh, working on my degree in counseling we had to pick a population and do a career exploration curriculum so I knew the population and so we developed a curriculum that made our kids walk through the process of seeking God's will identifying the experiences that God has brought to them and the people that God's brought to them that helped shape them to identify their gifts and their talents to identify their strengths and weaknesses and also their value system like what's important to them as far as what they would need you know career-wise climb the ladder financial level and that kind of thing and they put it all together and then get a solid idea of who they actually are so that they can match careers better then the other resources in the bundle include basic things like how to do a resume and interview skills mm -hmm. and one of my favorites, which is writing a personal mission statement. Which every human being should do. Absolutely. Even moms, moms. and dads too. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so all of those things put together then come with a step-by-step -step through career exploration for step high schoolers. Step one, do this. Step two, do this. On this day, do that. So our, our kids love it. And, and I think our moms yes. love it too because yeah. they feel like it keeps them on track for providing a well-rounded experience in career exploration. Wonderful. So in regards to our transcript, we have core classes, we have state requirements, we have electives, and we have career exploration. And when all of these things are experienced and then captured for the transcript, we end up with a kid who is ready to graduate and move to college or into the workforce or the military or whatever adult life brings, yes? And they not only have met the cookie cutter requirements, but also done that in an individual way, which is what makes homeschooling high school the best years yet. Very good. All right, we just want to encourage you to check out the many resources at sevensistershomeschool.com. There are blog posts, hundreds of them, available there just for um, your perusal at your leisure. You can take lots of time on one subject and keep searching for related posts, or you can look at some of our overview posts. We have lists of favorites mm -hmm. for all sorts of things from book titles to history movies to... Anything that you might think of related to homeschool high school. And some fun vlogs. Fun vlogs, yes. We like to do little videos for you as well. And our Facebook page, too. If you have not been over there yet and you are a Facebook user, look for Seven Sisters Homeschool Facebook page. And we have recently been sharing a career to consider each day as a part of what we put on our Facebook page. And just getting, getting people um, excited to maybe think beyond the careers that they see in their own family or their own community and to explore possibilities. And additionally, on our website, um, it, you can sign up for our email list. We send out occasional emails that are about sales or promotions or special offers that go only to our subscribers. And then more often we send posts that, um, I'm sorry, emails that contain really valuable information about a specific topic that is going to be a part of any homeschool high schooler's life. And we just want to continue equipping and encouraging you and offering practical strategies 
via our email list. So if you have not done that yet, go to our homepage and scroll down to the bottom and share your email address with us. And you will also find that from time to time, we'll just send you something free because we like our subscribers and we like to give them freebies. Very good. All right. Well, thank you for joining us as we talked about the four core types of courses to include on the transcript. And we look forward to talking with you in the future about all things homeschool high school. So thanks to the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network for sponsoring this podcast. And we will see you next time. Now for some homeschool trivia brought to you by VickiTillmanCoaching.com. Our current homeschool movement was born in the 1970s. It came out as a reaction by educators who were not happy with what was going on in the world at that time in theories of education. The idea was that children should be educated earlier and earlier, kind of a lot of what you see these days actually. So what happened was states like the state of California passed resolutions that would require children to be educated as young as two years and nine months. So that did not make educators like Dr. Raymond Moore happy. And he wrote an article in 1972 that said, no, really, children are not ready to be educated until they're around six or seven years old, seven for boys, six for girls. And really their brains just are not ready to do that and you create problems in their developmental process, learning disabilities and social disabilities. Reader's Digest picked up the article and it kind of went viral for those days. And it began the idea that really, maybe we should think about what we're doing with our kids and educate them in a different way. Then other thinkers like um, John Holt started a movement um, that actually became our current unschooling movement back around 1975, wrote a book and started an organization. And then the Christians picked it up for the older kids about the mid 70s, 1977, um, people like Greg Harris and Ruth Beechick wrote books and did speaking tours that talked about our children should be educated by their parents so that they can instill the values and the things that are important um, into their children. So that became then the roots of the current homeschool movement and those are the people that laid the groundwork of the good things that your kids have today. When your kids are ready to lay some groundwork for themselves, like doing some career exploration and planning their future, maybe some college major choices, contact me at VickiTillmanCoaching.com and we can meet by Skype and do some work on that together.